Who are these people? (laughs) Who are you? Well, he is Daniel. I am Clint. This is Locked On Bulldogs. People know who we are. No, we know who we are. The 199 know. And also, Mm -hmm. we need to know other names besides Daniel and Clint. Like maybe, I don't know, wide receivers at UGA. Mm. And how this is a strength for our team. For the first time, maybe in a while, we can say the most complete, the most talented team we have on the roster might be. I said might be at wide receiver next Yikes. Locked on Bulldogs. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? I am Daniel. He is Clint, and we are the Lockdown Bulldogs Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate you all. Thanks for making us your first listen, for tuning in every day. We appreciate all of that from you. Audio, YouTube, subscribe, leave us a rating and review, leave us a thumbs up, drop a comment. All those things help the show. Tell a friend about the show if you want. We used to tell people to do that. We don't tell people to do that anymore. You could still do it. You can still tell a friend about the show. Just because more people listen to the show now doesn't mean that your friend doesn't want to know. You know what I'm trying to say, Clint? We we at one point were begging people to sign up with fake email accounts, Daniel. <laughs> listen, we don't need to go back and rehash everything that's been said or done on this podcast, okay? okay. I remember it when it was called Talking Dogs, and you might as well. But Ooh. let's talk about something more promising. Okay, Please. let's talk about something more uplifting. Spring practice is over. Yes. Um, and so it's a good time to kind of evaluate. Look around and see where you're at. Okay. And um, we thought we'd do that today with this group of wide receivers. And you mentioned might be one of the more talented units on the entire roster. You said might. You emphasized that you said I might. very specific about that hedged your bets there a little I bit. Did. I did. Um, I will give you this, Clint. Georgia okay. has never had more talented depth at receiver than they do this year. Georgia has never had a third, fourth, yep. fifth, Keep going. sixth option at receiver that was nearly as talented as their third, fourth, fifth, and sixth options at receiver this year, Clint. No, no. You, If you go through the roster and we played a game where I could take away from Georgia the top yep. wide receiver every yep. year and then you had to rely on everybody else, this year we'd say, okay. Every other year you're saying, oh, no, th- we Spoiler have alert, We did that already. We took away the top wide receiver from last year and we were left with this group. You're saying you uh, could do it again. You could do it again. This offseason, and we'd be like, yeah. first of all, Clint, I would ask you this. I, we come by, and we play a game, and we say, we're going to take away the top wide receiver off this team. Let me just ask you a simple question. Who are we taking away, Clint? Now, for this purpose and this pers- purpose alone, Brock Bowers is, in fact, a receiver. Okay. We've been arguing that for years, but he's not, he doesn't play the position wide receiver. Thank you. I was just going to say, so for the sake of this argument, we are focusing on the 
title wide receiver, not XYZ, pass catcher, whatever, not pass catcher. Okay. Um, I, I don't, Daniel. I'm not. This trying is the to point I'm trying coy. to make. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It it's it's up for debate, and you could argue there are people who would argue. And I'll allow you to either agree or give a rebuttal here. There are people who would argue that not having a obvious best wide receiver is in fact a weakness for this wide receiving core. Do you agree with those people, even in a small part, or um, do you disagree with them and why? I would agree with this. I agree that a uber-talented, number one, clear-cut favorite up there changes a game. That I agree. If you look at LSU, LSU taught us that. If you look at what mm-hmm. Joe Burrow was able to do, LSU mm-hmm. taught us that if you have outstanding wide receivers, you you can get away with a lot. It's true. Just Jamar so, Chase is quite good. He's uh, unbelievable. Justin Jefferson is better. Uh, oh wow! That's, and he's not wrong. It's, um. So if that's the case, then you look at this. We don't have that. But on the other end, if you look at what Georgia wants to do and how Georgia wants to play, we are not LSU That's and never will be. So LSU style needed that. Mm-hmm. By the way, look what happened to their coaches. As One hit on. wonder. One hit wonder. That's exactly uh-huh. right. Thank you. We are built to last and we are built to succeed. And we are built to, again, stranglehold people like an anaconda and suffocate them. And so you don't need that in this explosive offense. We have the same. We have Todd Munkin 2.0. We have an offensive line, we have a running game, and we have Kirby Smart's defense. You don't need that in this system. Dan. Yeah. I I think I agree with you, but I do think what we've seen in the past, we've seen it with A.D. Mitchell most recently, we've seen it with uh, Jorge Pickens before mm. that. Mm. When you have that dude, it does change the game. Now, again... It's a weird semantic that we're getting into for the sake of content on a podcast. Georgia does have that dude. We want to be clear about that. It's just that he doesn't play the position that we're talking about on today's episode. So it just doesn't really fit the narrative to include him. He does change the game, and he does run out there in the pass pattern just like all the other wide receivers. But they don't have an alpha at the position wide receiver. So when we come back for segment two, Clint, let's do this. Let's talk about the A-list. Because I would argue that while Georgia doesn't have a number one, they have got one of the bigger A-lists of wide receivers, like way more than could start on this team. Yes, who is the A-list of wide receivers? And then we'll come back in segment three and tell you who some of the sleepers might be who maybe aren't on that A-list, but that you should be paying attention to as well uh, right after this. But first, I want you to know about FanDuel. FanDuel right now is the place that you need to get over to. They're the official sports book of Locked On Podcasts and Locked On Bulldogs. We love them. We appreciate them. FanDuel.com slash Locked On is the, state, the site you need to go to to be a new user Put your money in, get in those over-unders, those parlays, NBA action, MLB action, as well as futures when they hit in the game line of the cocktail party. I have been saying the day it comes out, I am spending multiple units. If you don't know what a unit is, go find out and then go over to FanDuel.com and use said units to bet Mm -hmm. with us. They're the official sports book 
partner of Locked On Bulldogs, Locked On Podcast. Everybody, right now, new users, go over there right now, fanduel.com slash locked on. And if you bet your first time and it does not cash, you get up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's right, $1,000 mm. of bonus bets. Fanduel.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your A-list wide receivers, Clint. Yes. These are the wide receivers that should not need much of an introduction if you're a Georgia fan. Although, a couple are new faces. Maybe maybe you need to because they did come in through the... Maybe a, maybe a couple place. new faces, yep. Um, through the vapid hole. I said place. I did um, not. Uh, but, but who are the wide receivers that are going to anchor... This this is really what we mean by A list. These are that's the a good definition. Dan. These are the anchors. Starts with an A, even. These are the anchors of the receiving core. I don't exactly know how many there are. Let's see if we can agree on who belongs on this list. Okay. Okay. So A list is is the most trustworthy stalwarts that the wide receiver, the go to guys when you need a catch. These are the guys that when you talk about wide receiver at Georgia this year. More often than not, you're going to be talking about these guys. That's yeah. that's okay. the criteria. All right. All right, I got you. I think Marcus Rosemey falls into that category safely. He is proven himself not to be incredibly flashy, but is very dependable and talented. I'm going to put both transfers into this category as well, Clint. Are you? I have no problem with that. Dan. Dominic Lovett and Ron Rod Thomas, I think, are both going to find themselves as pivotal members of this receiving core this year i'm going to put um lad mcconkey obviously in there this list go. there we go he has to be there and um i'm going to put um dylan bell in this list i think dylan bell has established himself in that criteria of wide receiver okay Do you disagree with any of those well i was just going to ask you of that list who has the likeliest percentage of bringing up the rear of the A-list, of maybe not being on the A-list? Who would you put, would Dylan Bell, since you named him last, be the one that you would see going into the next group, the highest likelihood, or is there another name? I actually think of the guys I've mentioned so far, I think Marcus Roseme is the guy that is most yeah. likely to be bringing up the rear. See, this is really wild to me, because I think there are reliable, steady hands and Rosemary is a reliable, steady hand. But if you're asking me Bell's spectrum, he could be the best wide receiver on this team, Daniel. He like, he could absolutely be the wide receiver one on this team. I think there's a scenario where that plays out. I do as well. I think he could be wide receiver five of that group. I think Rosemary is six of that group. But I think he could be five pretty easily as well, which is interesting for me. It is interesting. He definitely is the least proven 
of all that talent. Now, I know the two transfers haven't played at Georgia. They have played SEC football, and they have proven themselves quite well. Quite um, good. He's, he's definitely the least proven of that group. Lad McConkey obviously, is the most proven. I think he's the closest thing to a sure thing, and I think he's the closest thing to a high-floor, can't-miss guy on this yes, list. Yes, I was just going to say, if you're talking, if we were talking A-listers as reliable, then yes, Lad McConkey is the first name out of the gate because he has that high floor, uh, Daniel. And the other two transfers have proven themselves. I, have, I actually have no problem with those. Those three right there. If you were to tell me the floor, give me those three all day long. If you're asking me for ceiling, yeah. give me Dylan Bell, and I don't take another name. I'm actually fine with just him in that category. It's a fascinating. So now I think there's, are there any names that we haven't said that you think should be on this list? Now we're going to get to third segment. We're going to get to sleepers. We're going to get to guys that we think you, you need to keep an eye on and all of that. Like, so, but, but I'm talking about legit a listers. Are there any names that we haven't said that you think should be on this list? Uh, no, there is not Daniel. And the, the trans, the transition, if you will, the setup for third segment comes with the name that many are screaming into their headphones right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, you're all talked about. You're very. The reason is because he hasn't done it yet. He, he hasn't, hasn't done, done anything yet. He hasn't. He hasn't shown us the thing that you have saw. <laughs> Arian Smith may have an average yard, like yards per reception of 31 yards per reception okay that's quite well but when you only catch four balls in a given year not as great it's not as great so yes many are going to say he has the talk about ceiling talk about taking the top off of defense yeah but but he hasn't ah. done it yet that's why he doesn't that's why he's not in that list and i think we've actually even seen more from dylan bell I, I in his have. career at georgia Yes. Than we've seen from Arian Smith. That's a crazy thing to say, but I think that it's I think that it's actually true. All right, we're coming back next segment. We're talking about guys not to sleep on, and um, we're going to give you our actual Arian Smith take. Actual Arian Smith take. You the said, actual like Arian Smith take is that he's going to lead this team in receiving this year. <laughs> like. Now, I'm legitimately serious about that. Okay. I think he's right. going to have a monster way, year. Bonfire.com slash store slash the 199. And Daniel has come a out monster for the 199 year. that Aaron Smith is going to lead the team in yards per yards. J- yards. Yes. Okay. I don't think there's going wow. to be a receiver that's, wild. that's going to that's going to have a massive yardage year at Georgia. No. Because I think the ball's going to get spread around quite a bit. But I think we're going to see a lot of Arian Smith this year. Like, a lot of Arian Smith this year. That's wild, Daniel. And I saw some things at G-Day that were very different than what I've seen from Arian Smith in the past. Very different. Even just conceptually, the way he was being used was very different than anything I've seen in the past, and um, it made me quite excited. I, I'm very high on Arian Smith this year. See, again, you if if 
if you give me some juice on that, if you gave me some odds on leads this team in reception, that's the ticket I'm going to go with because of value alone, because I can get that for pretty, pretty good odds. And it has a good chance of hitting just if he catches 25 balls and yep. they're all, all 25 yarders. Yep. He's got some yardage in him. So I'm not saying what you're, what you're, discussing as wrong i just there's better there's safer bets and you wouldn't disagree with that but to your point no to your point this this is a dude who can once he if he was to hit and if he was to hit many times in a season it's going to be astronomical what he's able to do let's say arian smith is healthy all year okay it's a it's a massive if He's never done it, and that's obviously my statement about him leading the team in in receiving is contingent on him being healthy all year. I I mean, that kind of goes without saying at this point in the year when you predict that somebody's going to do anything. It does. Let's say that Arian Smith is healthy all year. Okay. You start naming wide receivers on this team okay. that you are confident, like bet your house confident will get more snaps than him this year. Okay. Uh, Lad McConkey. Yep, that's number one. He will lead the team in snaps by wide receivers. If he's healthy. If he's healthy all year. He might be number two in snaps. He, I don't know if he'll be number two in snaps. But what I do know is that there's no one else that I'm like, yeah, I'm a hundred percent confident yeah, because that even this guy's gonna rah rah or love it when they come in. Who knows if they're gonna get the whole playbook and understand it and be trusted in those situations, so on and so forth. Yeah, but, and who knows if they're more talented than Arian Smith if he's healthy. It's that's interesting. I'm just saying he's that's an interesting. interesting. All right. Um, Two names, I think. Well, there's really three We're names. We're going sleeper now. We're going sleeper now. There are three Because Arian Smith doesn't fit into the sleeper category. No, he right. does not. Give us the three names. Okay. Name number one. Jackson Meeks. Jackson Meeks. Hello. Boy, did he have a time. Oh, my goodness. That's Young sir. Jackson Meeks has been around for a minute. He's made some. He's caught some balls. He He's shown some flashes. Can he take it to the next level? Boy, I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. Name number two. Uh, are you thinking Morissette? I'm thinking it has to be Morissette's name. Has to two. be Morissette. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a bigger kid. Um, mm-hmm. He's not an Arian Smith type. He's more in the mode of Meeks. Over six foot, over 200 pounds. Been here for a little bit as well. A couple yeah. years in the program. Knows the system. Kind of thought to be that he was going to be the guy. Sort of established himself last year. Ended up being uh, Dylan Bell. Kind of snuck in there and took that playing time that I think a lot of us thought Morissette was going to get, Denial Morissette was going to get last year. That's right. Uh, And then the last name, we're not talking Muse, by the way, because who knows exactly what's going to happen with him. If he gets on Scully, what's the depth chart? He had an incredible day at G-Day returning punts. Great story, and I hope he does something. Truly and honestly, but it's that is talk about the lowest floor. That's it, him. 
Okay, so the most unknown. <laughs> okay, is so this is down between two other people for me, Daniel, mm-hmm. and it's got to be C.J. Smith in my mind. Okay, C.J. Smith's your sleeper. My, that's that's my sleeper of this get in the rotation because if Arian is not healthy, you you have an Arian 2.0 in yeah. CJ Smith. And if Arian was the guy that if he's healthy, going to get a lot of snaps, then it you know begs to reason that the guy who's just like him essentially would mm-hmm. be stepping up in that role. So that's CJ Smith for me. And again, there, I mean, there's a lot of these freshmen, you know, wideouts. Obviously, we don't know a ton about. Could be that we see one of these guys. I just don't see any of the freshmen, to be honest with you. I just don't see any of the freshmen really contributing no. on there's this a team. a lot of depth of upperclassmen. And not just upperclassmen depth. Georgia's always had a ton of upperclassmen depth at receiver. But there's a lot of really good players very good at player. receiver yes sir this year um yeah i of those guys who's the most likely to be a significant contributor to the georgia offense this year you know what i in in total honesty to me i really like meeks and the cut of his jib daniel i've always liked it i've never understood what? why he couldn't I was just going to ask, could you opine what is what is limiting him? What's holding him back? He's one of those kids that you see him and physically, gosh, it all just seems to be there. He's there. And you see him have opportunities and catch balls and you're like, oh, okay. The talent's there. The route running's there. The hands seem to be there. The body certainly is there. What, what is it that's holding this kid back? Has it just been a matter of talent in front of him? Has it just been a matter of like not being able to crack into the rotation? I do think there's something. And you can make of it what you will. Okay. And you never know which type of kid it is. There are two types of kids that don't transfer. Mm. Mm-hmm. One is the kid that doesn't care. If he plays or doesn't play, he's just happy to be at Georgia. He just likes Georgia. Athens is the best town in the world and he likes being there. Listen, same. I I get it. I no judgment on any of those kids. That's the first type of kid that doesn't transfer. The second type of kid that doesn't transfer, even though from the outside you look in and you go, what are you doing? You've not played. You've not cracked the rotation. You're not getting any playing time. The second type of kid that doesn't transfer knows something you don't know. He knows that there is something on the way. He knows that the work that he's putting in is paying off and that playing time and opportunity is coming. You don't know if that's who Jackson Meeks is, but I will say this. Jackson Meeks should have transferred. Uh, Yeah. But he hasn't. Something's up. So something, either he just got a nice girlfriend and likes being in Athens and everything's good. Daniel, sometimes you got a girl on the soccer team and you got to go to her hometown and you got to say goodbye to what you knew before, even though you were part of a championship club to go be with that girl. 
So maybe that's the same here. Seems like you're citing a more specific incident than just, just any of us were aloud. prepared to talk just about. Just thinking aloud. Okay. Uh, I, yeah i i don't see what's I don't see what's stopping this kid from cracking into the rotation yeah. and getting meaningful snaps. We'll see. Who knows? This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Come back tomorrow, and we're going to talk about the same exact thing, just with a different position group. See you then. See you.